I want to get more pens. But I'm not going to. I actually, I think I'm going to buy another Eco. So today we have some follow-up to start with. Um, do you mostly pen-related things? Well, in fact, entirely pen-related things. Uh, first of all, uh, glitter is the word that um, me and I think Jules were forgetting um, for the Shimmertastic inks. It's glitter that they put in, in the ink to make it sparkle. Not um, <laughs> shiny things or whatever we said. Oh, yeah. Uh, <laughs> it's glitter, the obvious yeah. thing to put yeah. in, in ink to make it shiny, right? Right. It's very, very small amounts of, like, very small uh, bits of glitter, I guess. Um, Actually, while we're talking about the glitter, um, on, I think it was, was it on Friday? I was looking through some notes in my um, in my drawers in the office. And uh, it was some of the some of the ink tests that I'd done with your pen, mm. and I saw a lot of really rude words written with uh, glittery ink. It was quite it's quite fun. <laughs> nice surprise to find in my drawers. Yeah, there. Uh, I actually haven't uh, got it in any pens right now, and I do miss it. Um, but I just like took it out of all my ink pens. The uh, it it kind of I actually tweeted about this. Um, it really kind of jammed up the Moon Man um yeah it does that doesn't it and you could really get in there. i ended up soaking it for like 48 hours and it managed to kind of get most of it out there's still a bit of a stain from the red um that i put in it in before um yeah. but it got most of it out and then i put some uh like grape ink in it and it's basically just black so i'm a bit unhappy with that right now um i'm gonna oh. i was actually thinking about re-inking that today so yeah um i don't currently have it in any pens but i do want to put it back in one uh, so we'll see which one I put it in, I guess. Um, I also definitely prefer the Tropical Glow to the Spearmint Diva, but the Spearmint Diva is still nice. But anyway. Uh, Cerise, or how we pronounce that, is a French word. I was a bit unsure about that uh, in the last episode. Um, it actually is, and it means cherry. That is, that's the ink, the red that I had originally in the Moon Man jewels that you liked. Yeah, it's, it was very nice. Yeah, my uh, my my girlfriend actually psyched me out about that because she knew that ink and like she's she's a very good French speaker, and um, she was saying it in a certain way that I was just like I'm not comfortable saying it like that, so it kind of freaked me out when uh, it came to saying it on the podcast. So that's why. Uh, and last of all, Jordan was right with saying the Mark Three suit. Oh, for the Iron Man. For yes, the, for the Iron for Man the colors. Customs. The Mark One is the one he makes in the cave. He makes in the cave. The Mark Two is a silver one, and then the Mark Three is the one where he throws the hot red red in with the. Uh, it's got the, you know the the ice buildup problem solved. You know if you remember that scene oh, in yeah. Iron Man One. Yeah. Yeah. The ice up problem. So uh, yeah, that's that's follow up. Nothing more to say on that. Anything from you, Jordan? Do you want to claim some victory there? Um, I mean, hooray! I am victorious. <laughs> I've seen Iron Man. I know. I know which one it is. I've also seen Ant Man, which is a terrible set of films, really. Oh, what? I, I really, mean, don't, I really don't like them. I mean, they're part of the core MCU. It's not though. It's like it's it. It seems like a cheap knockoff, right? Like on the side, I don't like but it. Is it a cheap knockoff if it's if it's if it's not a knockoff? It's just cheap then. It's just cheap feeling. He is really small. He's like he's like a, he's the size of an ant, but or really, really big. He, they could call him Elephant Man. Wait, Jordan, have you seen Civil? Uh, sorry, Jaws, have you seen Civil War? I don't know which ones are which. Okay, have you seen? <laughs> I don't know how to describe it. Is this the one where Tony and Thor fall out? No, it's Tony and, and Captain <laughs> America. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they fall out. I just laughed into the mug that I was drinking from. I almost spat out my juice. <laughs> You got juice? Yeah. What juice have you got? Robinson's, uh, the, the, the red one. 
black currant or black currant and apple. That's the one, black currant and oh. apple. Nice. Oh, how nice! I thought I would have some delicious, delicious juice while podcasting with you boys. I had some in my some my cupboard for a long, long time. That um, when I went to go drink it, I was like, ah, oh, I've got. I'm going to have some of this. When I realised it was in there, it was not really um drinkable anymore. Wow, it must have been there for a while. Yeah, since I got this house, basically. Bloody oh. hell. Hey, anyway, um, you guys have been enjoying, enjoying Star Trek. I don't know why I said you guys, because I have also been watching it. I mean, you were with us when we watched it. I also like... watched the, the episode two. Yes. Um, Discovery is out again, and we, we had an entire um, episode of Mavis. I will dig that out for the show notes. The Star Trek special. Yes. The, the world-famous Star Trek special, world where, where Jordan and I talked about Star Trek for... I think it might have only been famous in the beta quadrant tools uh, maybe where humans in that in that year were very not good mainly uh populating that far don't out. don't give spoilers oh yeah we don't we, we don't care we don't care about spoilers how is that, how is that a spoiler i don't it's, know it's pretty obvious that no one is no no humans have been out in the beta quadrant that far it's almost like the delta quadrant it, you know that won't be populated for many hundreds of years i have to say just I mean, I don't have much to say about Star Trek, so I'll let you guys speak. Uh, but first of all, I do really like the way they, that the ship uh, like transitions when they do the jumping in, in the, the spore yeah, drive, is it? They've, they've Spoiler done alert. Some, they've done some really good um, <laughs> Thanks, external shots of the ship uh, uh, so far in this in these latest two episodes. I think they've upped their game a little bit mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in terms of um, external shots of the ship. Yeah. Um, yeah, really, really impressed by it. I think Actually, uh, you know, when we first when we first started looking at Discovery and started watching it, um, we mentioned back then that like the first two episodes of the first season of Discovery were like, really different, and then it kind of went a different direction, um, and it felt a bit um, unguided in places. But when I've gone back and watched it multiple times, I've enjoyed it a lot more, um, and I think. I think that's just one of those things that happens with Star Trek. For me personally, I tend to watch them lots of times and I see more things that I enjoy and I kind of, I don't know, uh, have a bit of a yeah. blindness to the bits that I dislike, perhaps. I don't know. Um, but this, these these latest two episodes that we've just seen for season two have felt really good. They've been, especially this last episode. Um, so season two, episode two was called uh, New Eden. mm and if you, if you haven't seen it, you know, we are going to talk about it here, but um, it felt very much a very, very Star Trek episode. You know, it felt like a, a cross between the original series and, and Enterprise and just a bit of next gen, a bit of Voyager yeah. in there. The cinematography of this, this series is absolutely fantastic. I, the bridge shots, the way, I mean, I've been, I mean, I'm massive, massively up for the the whole it feels a bit like Enterprise it feels a bit like Voyager it feels a bit like the original series which is fantastic but I really have turned this like I feel like I'm watching a film every time I'm yes. watching it do you know what I mean it's absolutely amazing and, and and I think a lot of that is to do with the fact that the um the special effects especially in that first episode um they felt a lot more cinematic um we had for example the scene where they're zipping around in those uh, little shuttle pod things, which was just like, which was very similar to um, one of the, I think it was, was it Star Trek, the the newer Star Trek 3, Into Darkness, Uh, I think, I can't remember. 
Um, but it felt very much like cinematic mm-hmm. Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, um, interestingly, like if for for a lot of for a lot of Star Trek nerds, they complain that that it, in some ways it's more futuristic than it should be. If you go for the fact that it's set. 200 years before the Enterprise D. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, and they had these things like when they, they had that, was it that gravity simulator in the shuttle bay oh, that it kind yeah. of z- zipped out and all that stuff. Doesn't bother me. I don't care. Yeah. That that was, that was it was cool. It looked it looked good. If you're a Dragon Ball Z fan, Georgia was like, and I actually laughed a little bit at this, she was like, oh, it looks, did they get that from Capsule Corp? I don't know what that is, <laughs> but we thought it was like Power Rangers. Um, yeah, so I'm not going to explain it. Anyone who's a Dragon Ball Z fan might get the notion. I've, anyone who's a travel, Dragon Ball Z fan and also watched this episode will probably think, ha ha ha, yes, Capsule Corp. Ah. Yeah. And if they haven't, then my joke is, is probably pretty terrible. Well it, well, it wasn't yours, it was George's, right? That is a good point. So we're okay. To take it copyright. <laughs> but, that, but that kind of... Um, that kind of thing where the effects or whatever are different to what it was in when they had, you know, because it's set at the same time as the original series pretty much. And that doesn't bother me at all. I think it's, I think you have to, you have to do that kind of thing. You have to look yeah. forward. Yeah. And it's, it's the same with like uh, Captain Pike. So, so we've now had two episodes with Pike and New Eden um, was the most where he's just being a captain right isn't it's not his intro it's just it's just him there um and uh he's it, it seemed fun you know it seemed he seemed like a like a star trek captain unlike unlike Lorca, perhaps but um it's worth keeping in mind that i mean i watched some original series episodes the other day and that first pilot that has pike in it i mean he's there's like there's one moment where a yeoman comes onto the bridge to give him a report and he says, yeoman, what are you doing on the bridge? You know, you know, my, my thoughts of women on the bridge. And then of course his first officer is, is a woman and he goes, Oh, not talking about you. Number one. And it, it was just like, why is this, why is this scene even there? And I know for the sixties, it's like, this is, this is TV, right? Whatever. It's this, it's, it's this kind of casual sexism where they're making a joke or something. But that, that pike is not the Pike that we're watching, one would hope, right? So obviously he has the same name and the same background as they said that he, um, they said that he came from Mojave, which is a a fictional city um, in, uh, that is mentioned in the, in the, um, actually it's mentioned in the pilot as well. So he, they, 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 they are continuing. They are saying that he's the same Pike, but, um, Let's hope his attitudes are different to the one that we had in the sixties. Like it's not the same show, right? Mm. I thought I thought he seemed like a good character. It'd be interesting to see how long he's the captain of the Discovery for. I think he's brilliant. I just yeah, I, I, I was I was going on about. I mean, I think all the characters are brilliant. I'm I'm actually quite interested that we haven't seen you know who yet. I thought he would play a, a much bigger Spock? role. Yeah, yeah. I, I I'm I'm guessing we we'll see him in the next episode. I don't know. Maybe, or I mean, it depends how many episodes they're going to do. Really, I they did they did did they do did they do thirteen episodes of Discovery last time, or was it? I think there, it was originally going to be thirteen, but they, they did a they few stretched more. it to fifteen, yeah. and, I th- and I believe, but I may be incorrect, that they're doing seventeen with season two. Oh goodness! <laughs> right, well, interesting. I need to take that into uh, into consideration right now, and just just think about that. 
because uh, yeah i i think it's i think i've really enjoyed it and andrew's andrew's watched it as well and he's not a big mm-hmm. star trek fan and he nope. enjoyed it and did you know did you notice that um pike used that uh that phrase phases on stun yes actually i was so i was watching it yesterday and i knew you'd and i that. actually did i was like because i was watching it with my girlfriend and i was like hey they said it they said it look they do say it. i'm going to tell jules about this but i didn't yep. have my phone's at hand yeah, it's a, it's a very Star Trek thing to say. But they didn't they didn't have to do it in the first episode, which just confused me. And I asked you guys, I was like, why didn't are the, are the phases always on Sun by default now? Yes, well, they they are, they are. But then they still have to set them to stun. But they, I think it's just a, it's just a thing that they say. That's not that's not like it's a story, right? It's just part of it's dialogue. I mean, I would just I just rather them be consistent. <laughs> Imagine, no, no, all right. I'm- Imagine them flying a plane. Imagine pilots flying it like a, a plane, right? They don't get into the plane and just assume the phases are set to stun, right? Or the engines are turned on or off, probably off when they get in the plane. They probably think, yes. they probably get in the plane assuming the engines are off. But imagine if they were on and they hit a button that they shouldn't have done <laughs> and the engine just fell off the wing. <laughs> I think it's I think it's more about the fact that uh, the phases have three states. Actually, there's more because as, as we've seen... Well, um, so do that... plane engines. They've got off and on and, and high or low. Yeah, okay. So I think I think the suggestion here is that the phases were off and he said set phases to stun to mean turn them on and turn them to stun. But um, it, doesn't, it, doesn't, it doesn't matter. It's a phrase in Star Trek. I mean, I, f- I, I find it ridiculous there's no safety like safety mechanism built into these phases well i think that they they've shown they've shown that there are safeties in other when the when the plot makes sense it's like that when they use that breath um that breath uh, uh recognizer thing when they entered the engineering in the first season mm. like that's just a plot device right it doesn't matter do you not think that it made quite substantial amount of damage to him I don't think it made enough. I think we've we've seen phases overload before and do much worse. Yeah, but it was set to stun, right? But it was overloading. Why was it overloading? Because uh, well, because that's what you you can do with a phaser, right? How did a kid just manage to hit the overload button? I don't know because usually, usually when you see Commander Data overload a phaser, he presses a couple of buttons, right? So who knows? It's it's a it's a it's a show. It's a show. Oh, are you are you? Are you lowering ex- expectations now, Jules? You're the one who's supposed to be like, "This must be. It must <laughs> no, be right." I, don't get me wrong. I do. I I do. Okay. So there's so there's something that I do have to say about this, right? So, um, I've always been. I've always enjoyed uh, looking at uh, things like YouTube videos where people uh, break down the episodes and they say, for example, <laughs> as the one we all know well, if you're Star Trek. Then, the size of the Defiant, how many decks does it have? There's the scene in Star Trek V where they're climbing up a turbo lift shaft and they go up to like level 60 something, but there aren't that many decks on the ship. There's the famous Shuttle Bay 2 in Voyager. There's there's all these kind of mistakes, right? And I've I've always enjoyed like watching YouTube videos about them. But I've always watched those YouTube videos where they're kind of picking apart the show when I've already seen the episode like dozens of times and I know the mistakes and I've seen the mistakes and it's quite fun to have a bit of a chat about the mistakes. The problem is that these days, because there's new Star Trek on, these same Star Trek nerds are now reviewing the, sh- the episodes immediately after they've aired mm. and then complaining 
that um you know this it said that this thing on the on the panel was wrong the rendering on this panel was wrong or this person's rank pips are wrong or the the phasing is wrong or the place that the location that they're in or the way that they came out the turbo lift is wrong and i i don't mind getting into that like a year down the line or two years down the line and picking it apart but when it's a new episode i just don't want to i it doesn't matter it's, it's just i want to enjoy the i just want to enjoy the show at that point so I actually have something that I noticed that I'm actually a bit confused about, or I was just a bit annoyed about in the, the first series when they were having, um, I don't know what his name is, the the blonde guy um, who... Stamets. Uh, sure. The engineer. Uh, yeah. Um, Sport Drive Pilot 101. Right. He, in the first series, going into that room where he gets injected and like is becomes the, you know, the guy with the map. The pilot, the navigator. Yeah. 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 He's like a, um, it's like a huge thing for him to do that. And it takes a long time for him to do that. It costs a lot of, um, mental and physical, uh, kind of, you know, expenditure, right? Like he's, he's worn out after it and he's like physically hurt. Um, and that was like a big thing. They did that multiple times in the last uh, series where it was a huge thing that, that didn't just go, you know, like click done. Right. Yeah. And Agreed. in this series, uh, in the second episode, he, he jumps used in, it a couple of times, yeah. And they go, he he jacks in, <laughs> if you jack want, jack in, yeah. He jack, he gets he gets the things in him, and he just goes, yep, done. Walks away like nothing ever happened, and it was just like, hmm, uh, no. I mean, it's like going to the gym, is it? No, like originally no, deadlift deadlifting like a hundred <laughs> no, kilograms was probably quite difficult for him the first. No, because times. The, the fact is, Jordan, like it was one jump, right? That they've done each time, but it took like I don't know, let's say twenty seconds before, and it was done uh, in like a second. I don't know. He did like two hundred and forty jumps to map out the the algorithm in the last series. Mm, maybe that was, maybe that's what I'm thinking about then. Yeah, I I I do I do agree though. They did make a bigger deal of it when it was new, and like I mentioned before, like that that breath ID to get into the into that room. Which, by the way, I still don't think is main engineering. That's just that's just it's an engineering. It's not main engineering. It's just a we've lab. still never seen it main engineering. Have we um, not? I don't think so. That's going to be awesome when we do. I don't know. Though. I want to see what the warp core looks like. Yeah, I don't know. I was a bit freaked out when they had that scene um, where they were in the turbo lift and they shot to like an external shot of the turbo lift and it looked like they were inside some TARDIS or something. It, I I don't know what that was about. I hope it gets explained, but it it looked bizarre. Interesting enough, by the way, just sorry to cut you mm. in on you. The dude who actually produced Star Trek Into Darkness produced the second series of Insta- uh, Adventures yes. of Discovery. And, pro- and the first one, maybe. I'm not sure. Yes, I know that there are. Um, yes, yes, he did. And I know that there are a lot of ties between them. Um, I, I, know, I also know that technically they're, they are owned, like they're separate IPs that are owned by different organizations. So they can't really cross over them without legal stuff getting in the way. Um, so really that that's why they're set in separate universes. But uh, I, I don't know. Star, it's, it looked Star Trekky enough to me. And what Star Trek is kind of expands over time, right? Thankfully, because they're making more Star Trek. So how are you guys feeling about this new series so far? I like it. I like it a lot. I'm a bit pissed off, though. I want more. I want it now. I want to binge watch Yeah, it. you mentioned this. You mentioned this uh, when we were talking about it uh, last night. 
So, so you, you would you want every episode, all seventeen episodes? No, to be available. maybe two episodes a week. That I'd like two episodes a week. Because one episode is not enough. Yeah, maybe maybe not. Maybe yeah. one episode a week is fine. I'm okay. I'm okay with it because, as I kind of mentioned to you um, last night, like I've never watched new Star Trek. Like binge watched it, right? Because I watched, I watched TNG when it was new on television. I watched. DS9, Voyager, and Enterprise, all when they were new on television. Uh, the original series, yeah, okay, perhaps I went back. I don't remember binge watching it, but I mean, I, I can't remember the first. I think I watched it on television beforehand. I don't know whether I watched every episode like in sequence. Um, but I've never binge watched like new Star Trek. And I think, I don't know, is that is that a different thing? It's the same that I don't want to nitpick it now. <laughs> I don't mind nitpicking it yeah. later. Yeah, at least I've got something to look forward to on every every Friday night, I suppose. I'm more annoyed that um, I want to watch more Mr. Robots. I'm rewatching Mr. Robot at the moment. Um, Is there a new series coming? No, out? but it's it's so good. Like it's it's been so long since I watched it that it's it's all new to me again because I've completely forgotten it all, and it's just it's really really intense. I like it, but. Also, the Grand Tour, which I know you guys don't watch, but I do, um, is out on Fridays every single uh, a single episode on Fridays at the moment, and that's and that's a single episode a week. Yeah, and then then also Star Trek. So if I wanna, I, I do want to watch Star Trek. And wait, is Mister Robot also on a Friday? No, there's no new episodes of that. It's, I'm rewatching oh, it, so it's all just right. on there. It's all available. Um, but it's more just that, like on a Friday now, I've got so much to watch that it's a bit um, irritating, really. Oh, you're lucky. You're lucky. That's that's what television used to be like. That's what it used to be like. I've got. I mean, I've also got the Punisher to watch, and I've oh got, mate, and so many other things. Mate. And I'm still. I like. I'm currently watching the Punisher as well. I also really want to watch rewatch Game of Thrones again before the new series. Uh, I'm not going to rewatch it. I always I do. Don't think. But the new season of Punisher, I am totally enjoying massively. Yeah, it's just so well shot, well. Written is it, which one's uh, Punisher? Is this a Marvel thing? Yeah, it's yeah. It's, it's is there a basic... new DC one as well or something? I watched Titans. Titans is that it? Yeah, I mean, it came out in 2018. I was pretty impressed with that too. I was actually like, I was expecting it to be, you know, like a four or five out of ten, just because most DC stuff in TV and film can be. But I, I'd give it a solid seven or eight. It was, I was pretty, uh, I was pretty pleased with it because I ha- I did watch the cartoons on Cartoon Network of. Uh, like Teen Titans and stuff, um, and I think they've done a really good job. I don't think they've done a really good job. There's a couple of other things that have come out on Netflix. I'm gonna, be, I'm, I want to watch, but I'm not gonna have time this week slash until next weekend because I'm traveling. What else are you watching on Netflix? So, by, so just for, just for the listeners, I, the reason I didn't have anything to say about that is because the only thing I watch on Star is on Netflix is probably Star Trek. What really? Oh, they do have a lot of um, Star Trek on there, don't they? Yeah, but I mean, we kind of talked about this before. I, I, I don't really, I don't really watch any other. I don't really watch many things. So, so what are you waiting for on Netflix then, Jordan? Oh God, what am I waiting for on Netflix? What are you watching on it at the moment? So I've just started Punisher, but um, mm. I finished Travelers recently, um, which the new season came out. I binge watched that. That's a good episode. Uh, that's good. The rest of the uh, current season of Suits has just come out on Netflix as well, which is good. So it's every Thursday, so Suits is back on. But it's the same situation yeah. at one episode. Every, oh. Suits. So yeah, obviously I've got that to watch. I'm watching Death in Paradise, which is a BBC show, um, which me and George are watching at the moment. 
That's on Netflix. I mean, I was watching all the Marvel stuff, but obviously they've canned most of it, which is yeah, a shame. especially so. Just on that, we we we, we spoke about this, Jordan. The um, Iron Fist series at the end, like it completely changed hands, yeah, quite I, literally. Iron Iron Fist is this like Iron Man, but but with a fist? No. No. Oh, I bet no one's made that joke before. I was really excited to see what happened in the, in the new series of Iron Fist, but they've canned it. Just yeah. I am also waiting for a new series of a lot of anime series that are at the Netflix have done, which is pretty good. So mainly Seven Deadly Sins and um, uh, Attack on Titan, I don't think it's a Netflix series, but um, I'd like them to put some more of that on. Obviously, the... We talked about the Marvel series, but and, and that that's true. But obviously, they finished they finished up with Daredevil recently, which was really good. Mm, yeah, uh, really good. It was a good ending to it. How many seasons of that did they do? Three. I think I watched like the uh, I watched like the the first episode or something, and I thought the fight scenes were a bit. They're uh, very gruesome sometimes. Yeah, I was like, I don't want to watch this. This isn't this isn't this isn't what I sit down and watch Netflix for. You would all right. In that case, Jules, you would hate the Punisher. Punisher, yeah. The Punisher is ex- is very, um, is very extreme. Yeah, it's pretty gruesome. It's right. because Daredevil and, and Punisher that Punisher was introduced in Daredevil, uh, so it's kind of the same kind of gore. Stuff, but it's I think it's fantastic. Not not the gore, not the gore. <laughs> See, I I like I like the fact that there's that there's a lot to. Um, you know, when there's a series like the Marvel series where there's a lot to know about it, like I'm always impressed by the fact that you guys have this kind of understanding across multiple films and movie, uh, sorry, films and TV series and, and kind of things like that. And you know how the characters have interacted and there's this timeline. I find stuff like that really, uh, really appealing. The people who design this are just fantastic. It's, you know, it's, it's, yeah. you, you're right. Like what they've done with Avengers and all the, you know, the, the MCU, the Marvel Cinematic Universe, right, is mm. is amazing over 10 years, 12 years, you yeah. know, all, all culminate to a point. But I got to give the people on the, the TV producers credit because films are, fil- and I'm not saying films aren't difficult to do, but I'm saying that we've had Jessica Jones, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., uh, Iron Fist, Luke Cage, uh, Daredevil, Punisher, um, and, you know, what else have I missed? I've already missed something else. I think there is one more, but I can't find. Sorry, no. <laughs> Leave him alone. But but they have all crossed over. Well, it was defenders, defenders where they had the crossover. And what they've managed to do is bring back characters. So, for instance, like you know, like the sidekick type people, uh, are, they cross over. Yeah, yeah, people who were in the film. Yeah, they cross over to different people. So, like for instance, uh, the lawyer. The lo- like kind of like between like Breaking Bad and Better Call Saul, it's like that kind of crossover where it's like a B side character has his mm. own thing. Yeah, but, but we see like within Luke Cage, it's they managed to use all these B side character type things. I say B side, more like sidekick type, sideline characters to bring them all together and keeping track of all this. And obviously, they make references to the MCU as well because it is in the same universe. So, yeah. so they're like, oh, you know, you know. Some some dude with a with a with a robotic suit isn't going to fly in and kick our asses, is it? Or or anything like that? Do you know what I mean? Or or ever since or ever since the sky opened in New York, there's always small references. And that's something that they've they learned through the comic series, right? Because the the comic books do exactly the same thing. Hmm. And I think I think it's I think that's appealing. But um, and I know that you know Star Trek has its 
there's bits of violence in it too. But um, I, like I say, I sat down to watch that um, Daredevil mm. and it was just like, it was just, I don't know, people being killed constantly. And it's just like, I, I don't need to see. Uh, well, Punisher is, is very much that, but, but worse. I just don't need to see that much death. But, um, but at the same time, like, I, you know, I, I do enjoy a good action movie uh, now and then, um, especially in the cinema. I think that's like the best, the best way to watch a movie like that. Jules. Hmm. And I, I, I mean this question respectfully, um, but do you think that has something to do with how you grew up versus how we grew up? Because I know we're getting a bit deep right now, but a bit deep. We had things that we had things like you know Call of Duty when we were growing up. Did you have things like that when you were growing up? No, I had Sonic the Hedgehog and Star Trek. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. I wonder if that has anything to do with it, like because we, we we're like it. It's a. It's not strange to me that you don't like watching that stuff, but it is. It is just like different because I don't really think anything of it because I think yeah. you know I grew up around like people playing Call of Duty and shooting each other in games and stuff. Yeah, um, and, and like the, the the furthest I get is like Halo or Gears of War. Right, Gears of War was pretty gruesome, but they were monsters. Which yes, they they are, they are shooting each other, but they they usually they usually but not always monsters. It's more fantasy, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's sci-fi. Oh, Gears of War. I know. I, oh, Gears of War. That first one when oh, going going into that factory for the first time and it's all dark. Oh. I bought an Xbox purely for Gears of War. Yeah. Right, that's the only game I wanted was Gears of War. That's the only reason I bought an Xbox because I could not play on anything else really, like decently. So I bought a Gears of War Xbox edition. No, an Xbox Gears of War edition. Let me get my words in the right order. Uh, when Gears of War 2 came out and I played co-op campaign with Frank, actually, all like through all three of the games, all, the all three of the games, yeah. and it was just oh, it was amazing. But did you play? Did you play Call of Duty? Have you played? Call of I Duty? have played Call of Duty. Um, I was one of those things where everyone was like COD, COD this, COD that, COD four, yeah. COD five, COD six, all this kind of stuff. Battlefield is that another? Battlefield's one? good, but I, I, I've, I'm, I'm, Gears of War has one of the best storyline of a game. Apart from maybe Halo, yeah, because they they're they're similar in the case that there's a lot of there's a lot of uh, games and they've they cross stuff over. They have characters that cross over. It's larger than one game. No, they've got primary trilogies, right? Like that is the thing, and they've then 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 done like Halo Four and then Gears of War Four, which was a bit like meh. like fine when I, it ended. Gears of War Gears no Gears of War Four was uh, really good. I I I. I Really I don't good. doubt that. I'm not saying that it is. It isn't. I've not played it, and I'm sure it's fantastic. However, all I'm saying is the original for me. When those games ended, it was like it brought a tear to my eye. When I played through the campaigns of of both of those games, like the end of three, uh, Halo three, and the end of Gears of War three, I was genuinely upset that there was no more story. It was the story, like the the fact that I don't know. There's other games probably that have similar storylines that are just as good, but to me. They managed to. I managed to play a game all the way through the story and feel like, wow, you know, like how it's kind of like the cinematic yeah. universe versus the TV series. What they managed to build into something that is a game, not even like a where you are the person doing the stuff, the campaign. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's I fantastic. It's absolutely amazing. I was gutted to find. I'm not, and I'm not sure if they've canned it or they're re- rebooting it, but they were going to do a Halo film, weren't they? A Master Chief Halo film, um, and they yeah. they're not doing that. And this is what we're talking about. This is like ten years ago. Like yeah, they, there's been a couple of attempts to do this. Keep in mind, there have actually been multiple 
Oh yeah, Fall films, of Reach, etc. Not, not Master yeah. Chief. Not, not on the storyline. Yeah, not, not exactly. Not the same kind of caliber that we're 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 kind of talking about here. Yeah, it would be good to see that, and I think Gears of War would probably be interesting. Would make an interesting one as well. I don't know. Um, but yeah, they've got story, right? And Call of Duty, you just is these days they just come with multiplayer, don't they? You just get no. There is there are campaigns on the new um, Call of Duties and stuff, but they're they're just not the the prime yeah, it's not, target. It's not Everybody prime wants thing. to go play online. Um, I mean, to be fair, I do enjoy. Like I, uh, I mean, I grew up playing Tony Hawk's games. Pro Skater Four. In fact, I found I found my PS2 and all of the Tony Hawk's games this, uh, like yesterday uh, in my house again, and I was just. Like a sudden urge to relive my childhood of just constantly playing Pro Skater Four and uh, American Wasteland and the Underground One and Two games. Like they were just so, so good. And um, like I didn't really play that many. Like I didn't play Call of Duty for a long time. Um, in fact, I I didn't have a console when everybody was raging about you know Call of Duty Four because I remember that happened. Like I think during like the 360 and like PS3 stages, like Call of Duty 4, I think, came yeah. out. And that was a huge thing in, in my school at the time. Uh, and I just wasn't interested because I was too busy actually just like going out and skating and stuff. So I didn't play it when it was massive for everybody. But I did find that um, playing it recently, um, and I've played it in the past uh, since, of just like being able to go online and like have a quick 10-minute game or whatever to like break up day yeah, or like yeah. as a break or something is actually quite nice um yeah i can understand I, mean, that. I also i got my xbox 360 at the end of like of that kind of era when gta 5 came out and that's a very violence driven game right it is it is a very violent game yeah that was just fine grand theft auto right i i played the first grand theft auto on multiplayer um lan games hmm so this is this is the original top down. You you know you're you're just moving a character around on the screen. You get in a car and it kind yeah. of zooms out, and then you drive the car around the city. Um, loved it, absolutely loved it. The 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 one I got, which was a Grand Theft Auto set in, I want to say like a New Yorky type thing. I was for the 360. Um, is that GTA four five? I don't even five. Know. Yeah, I don't think you had five. Five is a new one. Was it San Andreas? Four then. Yeah, yeah, that's right. It must be four then. And um I uh I didn't like it. I, I mean I I've played games that are similar, um, but I just I didn't like it. It like it made me have to go through these all these hoops to like yeah. do all this stuff. And I didn't realise this, but apparently because I kept on I had to drive up very carefully over a bridge to get to like the main island right and i tried about three times and i never did and i didn't realize it but that's like that's like the intro to the game yeah and like all the stuff is over this bridge i didn't know that (laughs) i've never played it since i actually didn't play san andreas like when it was new um but i did actually buy it for um the mac (laughs) um like this is pre pre retina mac um i had an imac at the time um a place where i worked and i also had a macbook air and for, like i i literally i wanted to drive around i wanted to just dr- i wanted to play a game that i could drive around and i didn't partake in any of the violent stuff i literally just like stole apart from sitting in someone's car um and it's just yeah, like yeah. went on no, and like, stole I, someone's I, I know car and then um just like drive it around and i could still play that on my mac today but it looks like absolute garbage considering i've got a retina 5k mac now and it's uh not made for that at all I also just want to uh, mention that 
a couple of my friends had PSPs and I never did, but they had, I think it was Vice City on that. And I didn't enjoy Vice City, but I do remember being like, wow, that looks awesome playing that game on a PSP, like just in, you know, like in the bed or whatever, just like carrying yeah. around. I did really like the PSP hardware. I did check. So it was indeed Grand Theft Auto 4 and it is set in Liberty City, which is also where the uh, first yes, game. Sorry, yeah. Yeah. Where the first yeah. game was set. Uh, this, so this one actually came out after San Andreas. And yes, I never made it to the main island. Maybe it was Liberty City that was on the PSP then. It might, uh, ooh, I'm not sure. No, I thought, I th- well, I'm not sure. So, I mean, to, to wrap up uh, Star Trek. Oh, yeah. I, I, I've been enjoying it. I, um, I actually felt a bit excited to watch it. I think that's partly because, um, like, you know, being able to talk to you guys about, like, just being like, hey, I watched it and, like, join in. It's quite nice. Um, but again, I can't join into the levels that you guys talk about. Uh, but it's nice, like, I'm even noticing little things like the, you know, like inconsistencies or whatever. I feel like one of you. Yeah. Well, we'll, maybe we'll, maybe we'll do another, um, another Star Trek special in the future when, uh, when we've got another series, because we know that they are working on, um, as well as Discovery, there is a Section 31 uh, proposed series, which has been, um, I don't know, I don't know when they're going to make it, but they've not given a date, but they say that they're working on that. Uh, and then there's two, uh, two cartoons as well coming and the Captain Picard show. So there's, there's a lot more Star Trek coming. Also, um, for anyone who doesn't know, if you, if you're on Netflix watching, um, Star Trek Discovery, there are some mini treks, I think they're called. Short treks. Short treks. And, uh, they're under the extras, like, under, like, trailers or something. Yeah, they're kind of hard to find. Which are, like, four 15 minute episodes of, like, the same cast doing yeah, little, little side episodes. episodes that aren't necessarily chronologically in order. And they've said that they're going to be doing more of those as well. Can I just, uh, can I just say again, uh, I really like my Surface Go. It's, it's really nice. I like it a lot. Yeah. When it works. Uh, yeah. It did. It, it did break itself randomly. Yeah. The operating system just decided to um, mess up my user profile. So I had so to reinstall it. happens when you're in Windows, I guess, but you know. Well, I guess it's a possibility. I don't know what caused it. I think I had to force a shutdown, and mm. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But I, it's one of my favorite devices. I really like it. Mm. So, how's your desk, Andrew? Oh, it's pretty pretty awesome. I finally received my uh, Corner Desk extension that I've spoken about on many episodes. Um, I originally mentioned it quite early on. I'm just going to dig out the episode title now. Where I said that I have a quite a long custom made desk, um, but I'm finding that with you know uh, me wanting to use my notebooks more or uh, use my iPad, which I've been doing as kind of like a primary device, that having the iMac there is is amazing. But it also means I can't like completely push the iPad back and have that space to maybe use the notebooks in front of it, or you know like just be more kind of varied with the way I. Um, use these yes. this kind of space it came to my attention that instead of buying an entirely new desk because i do love my desk it's a very very nice custom made uh, reclaimed wood desk that i got when i got this house um that i could just commission the people who built it to build a extension um and we originally spoke to, spoke about this on maybe this podcast uh, episode 25 we'll put that in the show notes and that was august the 1st and that was when i just wow. ordered it sadly what happened was that um there was some communication errors with their internal stuff and um they it arrived i think maybe in the late november early december 
and it was basically broken because um, they built it just like a normal separate desk, and that would have put a leg right in between um, where like the where it where the desk meets. Which means that if I wanted to sit in between it or kind of swing my legs back and forth, there'd be a bar in the middle, which isn't ideal. Yeah, because because what you're aiming for is like an L-shaped desk yeah. where the kind of middle of the L doesn't have a, a doesn't leg. have a leg. Yeah, yes. you don't want to you don't want to get stuck in there. Yeah. This has been resolved. It took a little while, uh, which is why it's it's been since August the first to actually get this set up. Um, but they they did admit that they they you know made a mistake. They sent a eventually sent another um, frame and a guy to come fit it, and he did. And um, before someone asks, it is completely stable without being a leg there because the frame is the entire way around the back. Plus, there is a metal plate holding it together. Um, kind of in the you know in the in the middle like, of it like on so, the underside yes so right. it's it's very very stable um without a leg there so it's great but i uh i'm really enjoying it like i am not recording in front of the iMac right now i'm actually the iMac is to the left of me and i'm facing the wall um which i may might, might get some of those um you know the soundproof like wall pad things because i realize that now it's it's maybe a bit more hard in terms of the, the space here for audio but um I, I I really, really love it. I've been um working on things here, just like this is the iPad space, the, the notebooking space, um, and also the space where I ink up my, my fountain pens. And then I have to the left of me my Mac where that is like, you know, using a computer and trying to see you guys and playing games or doing, you know, work and you know, um writing code, etc. Um, or editing a podcast. And um it's nice to have those two very close but different spaces but also just more space to put things so you can you can literally just swivel around on your chair and yeah. you're from one desk to another essentially one basically working yeah space same desk mm-hmm. but one working space to another yeah exactly and uh yeah it's just really really nice i um i've been doing a lot of paper-based kind of planning work right now collecting a lot of information reviewing it designing things and i've not been using digital tools for that um, apart from where the all the information is stored i've been using physical paper uh using the rodeo pad quite a lot and my pens to you know uh write stuff out make sure it's all right and kind of collect a bunch of notes around stuff so that i can go and progress that project forward and um i'm like it's like so i was uh working from home on thursday doing that and just i was just sat at this space this space right now where i'm recording um which is just mostly you know my ipad and my notebooks um and having that space with no you know i can move the display out if i don't want it there uh, from my ipad if I, you know like it's just oh yeah uh, so you can move the ipad yeah exactly but, but the so the your imac is um sits on the desk doesn't it it's not uh, it does yeah yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not one of the ones with the with the mount. You can't mm-hmm. mount your. We, I think we've been through this, haven't we? You can't. You can't mount your. Yeah. IMAX so the the IMAX before mine, I think, um, they were you were able That's to right. remove the base and put in a Visa yeah, mount. Yours is like um, yours is like a one off that can't do it. Yeah, it's strange. But then the the IMAX Pros can. Right. So I don't I don't know why, but it's whatever. I don't mind. It was you know I I wanted the base. Um, but even 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 then, the the base isn't particularly large, so you've got quite a lot of space. F- like when you're sat at the iMac in front of you, yeah, and you've got, yeah, yeah. And then the whole other area is like mostly empty. Well, unless you've got your iPad there. Yeah, it basically just my iPads and um, my notebooks stay there. iPads. Are you are you still using them both? Yeah, I am. Yeah, I um. So I have the 11 inch Pro, which is my main. Uh, iPad right now, which I use for everything apart from 
uh, watching things on and cooking. Um, and then my eleven, uh, sorry, my thirteen-inch uh, Pro is used a lot for uh, bringing up more information because you, you know I don't have another display uh, attached to the same device, so um, you know bringing up some information that I'm also cross-checking with something on the other iPad, or I use it a lot when like I'm taking it around the house to watch something, and it's got the you know it hasn't got a keyboard on it, um, and I also use it for cooking a lot because I want to sh- uh, shove up a recipe and uh, something on on the display and kind of watch that while I'm cooking a lot. Right. I still use it. You don't know. Is is it just, <laughs> this sounds like a, a silly question. Is it, do you actually have just two iPads? Yes. Is that right? Yeah. You only, you only have two iPads. Correct. Um, do you, sorry. I was just checking. Um, but you have, you have, I know you have another, you got another phone as well, right? I have an iPhone 5S that I use, yeah, by the bed, but that yeah. just plays, um, it basically just plays audio or plays videos while I sleep sometimes. Yeah, yeah. No, it's not in active rotation or anything. That that's why that's why I was asking because um because I use my Amazon Fire, which I'm not particularly keen on mm-hmm. um for watching Netflix in the bedroom. It's yeah. I just have it I just have it on the side. The battery life on it is terrible, so I've got to have it plugged in all the time, which is really irritating. But um yeah, so so your I was just trying to work out if your if your iPad Pro was being used as one of like as a, no, as a no. fancy one of those, but no, you are using it for other things too. I am, yeah, like work related stuff. The last I'm not using it right now, but the last episode of Mavis we recorded, I had the show notes up on that, and then I was using my 11 inch Pro to Google things and also uh, make new notes for the edit, um, yeah. which I do while we record. So um, I do use them in in different ways, and it's nice to have yeah. that you know that, that versatility, that kind of. Um, flexibility with um all of the devices like the ipad yeah you know can move around one has a keyboard one doesn't i can you know not use the keyboard i also have um uh which you'll see in the photo in the show notes that i'll put in the show notes of my new kind of setup in in action um i have an elevation lab draft table that i can move to be you know in front of me to the to the side of me maybe it's just holding something up projecting something at me maybe it's you know low down I also do take it over to in front of the iMac to um, maybe just put a device on or whatever. So if I want to use um, the 11-inch iPad Pro with a pencil and take the you know take the keyboard off, I can just put it in the Elevation Lab and I can kind of put it at different levels of um, height. So uh, you know they're just very flexible, which I really enjoy about the iPad. So I don't think you've shown me the the draft table. So this is the is this the Elevation Lab? Yes, it one? is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Have you brought it into the office? No, no. I, it, I have no real reason to because you you use it use it. Mm-hmm. At home. Yeah, so I, I I don't tend to use. I don't tend to draw stuff at the office. I don't really at the moment. I've been going through a stage where, um, being more creative in that space is not something that I can focus yeah. on. And no, I I understand. Like sometimes, like this is the thing with your nice new office setup. Yeah. Is that that second area? has become an area where you can be creative, yeah. you know, with your analog tools, you can move your iPad mm-hmm. around and stuff like that. And it's a lot harder to do that in like at, at yeah. work in your work office, because in your work office, you're mostly sat at, a, at you know, looking mm-hmm. at the screen, you know, getting stuff, getting right. stuff done. It's more kind of product productivity yeah. than creativity. Yeah. I, 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 um, I totally get that. I wouldn't mind having a look at the, um, your um elevation labs um draft table though because I, I think it's it seems like a good idea um so 
it it probably lets you put it at similar angles to the way that the surface can go with the kickstand, right? Yes, yeah, yeah basically. Because you've seen you've seen me use the kickstand, yeah. yeah so it's probably a the the thing, thing about the kickstand is that so it, uh, it it's like it's flexible. You can you know tell it to anything. There are like I think four modes on this. Um, there's one there's like you know slightly going up to eventually being fully uh, um full height. So it's not like a a flexible bar that kind of moves to change the height. It's it's got yeah. uh, multiple different stands on the back. Yeah, so it's got like four separate yeah, degrees exactly. that it yeah. switches to. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. That makes that makes sense. And is one of them quite um, shallow? Yeah. Well, yeah. I suppose one one you got quite. I know it does quite a shallow one, but it does quite a steep one as well, right? It does. Yeah, I reckon it. I would be happy with it being even steeper than the, the steepest. Um, yeah. Sometimes it's just like you want it to kind of be at ninety degrees in a way. Right, but it, it's not fully there. It's you know slightly off. Um, so it, it could be it could be much more. Um, but I mostly enjoy using it when I when it's because so it stays on my desk in the full height mode where I can just put an iPad on and maybe you know reference some things over it on on it. But when I'm like using my pencil, it's on one of the lowest modes, and I'm just um you know using it to kind of prop the iPad up to make it a bit more, you know, so it's not just flat on the table really. Yeah. Yeah, and and that's I use that that kind of setting on the um on the Surface Go mm. a lot, um and uh I, I'm sure you probably don't do it with the, with um the draft table, but actually for the for the Surface Go that's actually really useful if I am, uh, in bed using the pen like yeah using yeah. OneNote. So if you're like lying on your front and you've got it like mm-hmm. in front of you, um, which is often how I used to do my homework <laughs> as a kid. And um, I find that 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 angle works well in the kind of those situations as well, where it's you you just want it to be just slightly yeah. elevated. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it's mostly it's mostly flat. It's just slightly elevated. Yeah. So that's the it's kind of the the way that the the original kind of um, smart covers they they kind of allow you to prop it up either at uh, an angle that is sitting upwards or kind of laying yes. down for you to use like a pencil on it, for example. Yeah, and your iPad, your other the secondary yeah. ipad does still let you do that exactly one of those covers, yeah. but your newer ipad doesn't right. let you do that so this lets you do mm-hmm. that with the with the yeah, newer correct. ipad if you if you want to take the cover off and i suppose you can just fold it around can't you uh you so you can't if i wanted to lay this down yeah i could take uh, i tend to take the cover off just because um yeah yeah you exactly can. and you're at home right so I mean, technically, yeah, I could wrap it around and then have that on the draft table or whatever, or have that on the table. But I just prefer to just take it off, even though the keyboard's not active yeah. when it's wrapped around at the back. It's still just you know might as well. So yeah, I that that so that draft table is actually covering up a um, USB and USB A and USB C kind of anchor charging thing, um, which is over at this side for the iPad Pro, the iPad um, 13 inch. Sorry, both iPad Pros. Um, and whatever like USB things I need to do because the, the, uh, it, you know, I need to charge them. So that they're, they're kind of there and I have some cables popping out the side of it so that they just kind of pop out nicely. Um, I also have the, like I've also mentioned, I'm recording right now, um, this, this podcast with my microphone, um, over on this side. So I'm, uh, that kind of angles around and that typically have it kind of shoved away in the corner. Um, but I can just swing it around to where I am right now, where it's directly in the center of this kind of area of the desk. And I'm just sat here playing with my iPad. And then over to the left of me, uh, I've got the iMac. And, you know, I typically have mostly just my, you know, keyboard and mouse there with 
maybe a notebook if I'm using it to to write something at the time. Or um, I've also been I, I re- kind of recommissioned the the uh, Apple Magic Trap Trackpad just for a bit. Oh yeah, you mentioned that. Yeah, yeah. I used it when I originally got the iMac, um, but I found myself to be imprecise and also. It's just not good for editing a podcast on it. It just hurts my hands. So uh, I kind of went back to the mouse and kind of shoved it in a corner. But I was um, playing some game or something, and I was just like, you know what? This mouse is just like I just want to. I just want to kind of tap around like I'm on an iPad or like I'm on um, you know a trackpad on a, on my MacBook. Um, so I just kind of pulled it out again, and that kind of switches between going to the left and right side of my keyboard. Left is like, oh, it's there mm-hmm. if I need to use it. And right is like oh, I'm using it right now to you know clip things. I am. I would love one of those for my computer. That would be very nice. Yeah. So yeah, I uh, we kind of mentioned some things, but I'm just really, really enjoying having this space. It's exactly what I wanted from this space. Um, and when I when I kind of went yeah. out to buy it, uh, it's just really nice. It's it. Yeah. It it could have you know it could have happened sooner, but um. I did find myself at the end, like I was just kind of like getting on with it. And then at the end, when it was coming to the end of this, this kind of sprint of not having it, I was just like, I really, really want it now. Like I need some space to be using the rodeo pad and putting some papers over here. And then I've got my field notes and my pens and, you know, I've got more pens now and I need to take them up somewhere. And I didn't want to do that around the iMac. So I was doing it on a little coffee table, but then that didn't feel that was quite low and it didn't feel like, you know, like I had enough control. Um, so now what I do is I can, I've got, um, like a cutting board that I kind of put down and then I put down a, like a, you know, a roll of, uh, kiss, uh, the kitchen roll mm-hmm. and then just put that there. I've got my inks, I've got my pens and I kind of like, you know, get rid of some, go to the, the sink and kind of wash them out or whatever. And yeah, it's just, it's so nice having space that is completely free away from the computer, you know, the iMac. Uh, so yeah. Even though I still love that device, like I said to you guys the other day, I was just like, I love that device. Yeah, it's just really, really nice. I did put in my notes when I originally wrote this that I, um, yeah, it was early, so I had not much working knowledge, but having had it for a little while now and used it for a little bit, that is, yeah, that's completely, I'm really happy with it. I can really be focused in this space, even with just, you know, the iPad and, and the paper, the analog tools. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think it's really good. I think it's uh, based on the the picture I'm looking at right now. I could I could totally imagine myself sitting there, swiveling from side to side, being productive. It's great. I, I mentioned when we spoke about desks and stuff that I think charging is a problem. And now I've mentioned that I have the anchor thing over this side under the draft table. I also have a, a five port USB A one under the iMac display, just sat there. Um, you'll see that in the picture, like a little black box with the the kind of light on. Never had to use it. Uh, that's not true. Actually, I, I upgraded my watch the other day. Updated my watch and plugged the plugged it in there. Most of my charging though is done here on this side. On the right hand side. Yeah. So I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. But again, like if I had a bunch of stuff plugged in, if I was doing like a massive charge, maybe I was charging some GoPros and, um, you know, a battery because I was going on a travel that I was you know, on a traveling. Oh, I was going on a trip that I uh, you know had to charge things for. It was a, like a battery pack or whatever. It would just be, there's no way to organize it. It would just be out of hand. And that's the situation I'm in. It's always, it's always a problem, but you've got lots of free USB ports for charging. Yes. Yeah. uh, On this desk. That's the, that's the main thing. I have nine USB-A and one USB-C. Yeah. 30 watt power delivery as well. So thank you, Anchor. It's not sponsored by Anchor, but. No. uh, 
<laughs> but it could be. They could, they could send you some stuff. I'd be happy with that. I actually, uh, I, I mentioned cult pens on the last episode so much that I was just like, I wonder, I wonder if they'll hear this. <laughs> like, I, I've, I spent a lot of money with them recently. Um, but anyway, so yeah, I, uh, I don't really, I don't really have much more to say about it apart from the fact that it's just, it's exactly what I wanted. It's working really well. Um, I'm really enjoying using it and I really feel like I'm going to be focused in this space away from the iMac, for example. Yeah. It's also a bit, uh, <laughs> so I feel quite bad sometimes when I'm like, especially when I first got it and I was like setting it up and I was like, oh my God, I've got so much space. And John's there like, I don't have a desk at the moment. <laughs> I'm currently sat on a chair and my uh, laptop is on a box. What kind of box? Um, I'm not sure. It's like a box with all my notebooks in. <laughs> you mean like a like a, a chest of drawers or something? No, no, like an actual oh <laughs> box, like a plastic box. Yeah, it's well, I think it's made of cardboard. Yeah. Oh, okay. With like some laminate on it. Right. Okay. Wait. Wait. I thought you you're planning on getting a desk. I am. Um. But you don't know what yet. No. And I know you were looking at someone. I did, but then we we're moving out of. Um, somewhere down south where i've got a desk so i might bring it up here ah right i didn't think of that yeah that's a good that's a good point and that's just a basic desk isn't it that's just a desk yeah it's quite i mean it's quite long it's quite it's got yeah. good length to it good length to it although <laughs> it might not fit in this room i mean it depends really does depend i'm gonna rejig this room around a bit but yeah i mean to be honest i've not been home enough though i mean since the start of the year i've been like yeah i want a desk and stuff but i've been traveling so much that yeah. My desk is practically on a train. And last last weekend, you you were you went into the office when you wanted some desk space. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. although I don't have a desk in the office, it no, really... but there is desk space there. So, <laughs> yeah, and and yeah. you know you you've you've kind of uh, positioned your computing and you know the the way that you get things done in a way that you can get the almost everything done wherever you are anyway, right? You know, you need your computer, you need your iPad. <laughs> you know as long as you've got somewhere to sit down and and if possible have a keyboard and mouse and monitor you're going to be productive um yeah anyway i mean i did i did it was nice to actually use a keyboard you know my ergonomic microsoft keyboard that i've got yeah it was nice to use that and a full 28 inch display the other day it definitely typed a lot faster on the ergonomic keyboard than i do on my surface keyboard i think which I, i found interesting because I was using the I was using a Surface, you know, the, the Surface keyboard, you know, yeah. the flat one that yeah. everyone else has at the office. Um, and I, I actually found it hurt my fingers after a while. Oh, really? I'm using one of those now. Um, well, not right now, but I have one of those in front of me right now, um, and um, I'm I quite like it. I, I it's nice. I just after a while of typing, my fingers were aching. Yeah, I think because of the fact that the the ergonomic keyboards tend to have these materials that degrade over time. Both the 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 black one that uh, you know, the just the ergonomic one, and, yeah. the, and the surface one with the um the, with a nice fabric at the bottom. Um, because they both kind of react to sweat, horrible, oily humans, right? That just that are just using them, even though they're just devices to be used by computer by. Like abuse by by humans anyway. Um, I would I right now I feel like I would rather suffer for want of a better word with a with a with a straight keyboard and not have to have it degrade. It's it's very irritating. 
Same with the ergonomic mice. They use rubber that degrades over time. I just don't get it. I just just make one out of metal. <laughs> just just make it out of metal. I don't care. I don't need the softness. I just want the shape. Hmm. Or well, like maybe you could spray back the rubber onto it. So they, they came with little spray cans to replace the rubber. Like in Star Trek. I'll just make it out of metal. Yeah, so, yeah, make it, make it. Give me Star Trek. Give me Star yeah, Trek. Star Trek, Actually, nice. I would say that um, you know, back to the that's the Star Trek thing. Um, Here we go. <laughs> well, it's like this whole idea. It's more so in the next generation um, and those the ones set in the twenty fourth century. But this idea of having these multiple screens that are single purpose, like Andrew with his multiple iPads, right? I. I still find that extremely attractive. And I know it's set in a universe where they can just replicate these these computers. Like these computers aren't something that um, you know, they're 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 consumer driven and they're buying a new one every year and that they just they they actually just belong to the ship or whatever, right? I get that. But the idea of someone being able to bring someone else a document on a physical tablet that has been configured to display that information in exactly the right way they've picked like the a right, kindle like a kindle they've picked the right screen size they've picked the right type of data display the the, the pad mm. has been configured to be exactly right for that particular purpose uh, and then they pass it over to the other person and then they walk off with it rather than transferring the files there's like a very there's something very human about the physical interaction of handing it over. And of course it makes for good television because it's a prop. Um, at the same time, like being able to have these multiple things and multitasking by moving physical objects um, in a world where the compute, the, the compute power, the, the, the tablets are infinite because there is no money, right? You can just replicate more of these things. Like, it gives you so much flexibility and Andrew's little desk kind of reminds me of that where, where you've got your multiple iPads. It's great. I like it. Yeah. I, I, I do enjoy having the different devices. In fact, I was on my walk this morning and I've been hearing a lot about how the 13 inch pro is very nice to have. And um, 13 inch what pro the iPad pro, sorry. Wait, um, is there a larger one than yours? Yeah. So oh, mate, yours is huge. I have the, t- sorry, I have the 13 inch pro, the original one. Oh yeah, no, sorry, I was thinking of the other one. Yes, yeah, yeah. In the new design, it'll be even smaller because the bezels are much smaller. Because the bezels are smaller, right? Yeah. Right, right, yeah. Your new one is what size? Oh, Eleven. So it's the same size as Jordan's, but it's just they've put screen where the bezels were. That one, that one is similar size to my um, yes, yeah, to yeah. my surface. Yeah. So because a lot of people have said um, since the you know the new iPads came out, the iPad Pros that. Um, that that sizing difference, not having the bezels, makes a large um, improvement to the 13-inch because it's not a big bulky thing anymore. It is still a 13-inch display, which is quite a lot. It is a lot, and I really like. I I wouldn't get rid of my 11-inch for it, um, but you know, it's like having the space at this desk now. It's nice to have that 13-inch Pro that I can keep here to do things. Like I don't take it out of the house; it does go around the house with me. But it's nice to have that display that is a bit larger. Yeah, but it doesn't. It doesn't. It's not one that you carry around with. Yeah, exactly. It's something that stays inside. I I was going to ask you, Jules. So every time I've seen your desk at home, it's it's very different to how I have a desk in a way because you like I have things like you know a speaker here and a set of um like field notes and a nice um 
wooden box and I have, you know, uh, like bits of paper or whatever around and bags and stuff like that. And I also currently have, um, you you might like this, I currently have um, two clear like business card holder cases um, top of my uh, USB interface right now that one of them says inbox and one of them says processed. And they've um, got little note cards in them. They do, and oh, they, they're it. getting quite large. Uh, well, the inbox is is currently empty, but um, yeah. So I like I've been writing loads of little notes on index cards and putting them in there when I need to, you know, process them. And uh, yeah, like I've got all these things around. But your desks, you typically have. I mean, if do you have you have a display right now, don't you? I have a display. Yes. Yeah, I have a display with the Geronic uh, um, yeah. mount. Yeah. It's a Samsung display. It still has the plastic on the outside because <laughs> I haven't removed the plastic. But typically you have a display and then maybe a laptop or two and then your notebooks and that's it. You don't have like, you know, speakers typically. No. You don't have personal artifacts or anything there. No. Well, I usually have a coaster. <laughs> it's true. He does. <laughs> When you like think about how, and looking at this picture that I've got right now, could you see yourself having a desk like this with like all these things on it? And oh, ooh, with <laughs> there's a, there's a difference there between a desk like this and then with all these. That's, that's my question. Like we use desks very differently. I, I think like it's my, kind of like my place where I sit at home all the time. For the listener, I will describe my what's on my desk at the moment. Um, so the, there's there's the desk itself. And it has um, the arm for the monitor. There is a uh, a widescreen Samsung 20-something inch screen. I don't know, 27, something like that. That has LEDs on the back to give it backlighting. Um, There is the Surface Dock and a Surface Charger. Um, There is a, obviously the Surface Book plugged into the Surface Dock, a keyboard, a mouse, a Surface Dial, a coke zero on a very nice uh, nice on choice a coaster uh, there's a there's a hark sticker because i don't know why uh, and that's it um currently because i've got the microphone plugged in there is a wire going across my desk but that wire wouldn't normally be there so basically mm. it's just it's the computer uh accessories and a coaster for some reason yeah well, you just don't have like you know no, there's no things around. on it. But I mean, I do put things on my desk, right? So uh, if if I did have my Kindle or whatever, uh, it might be on the desk. But there's no like a per- there's no permanent fixtures of yeah, like a collection of notebooks or um, a, a stack of cards or um, a photo frame, fountain or... pen washing kit. <laughs> yeah, right. So, um, I, because I prefer, I like that right hand side of your desk, right? Which is the, which is the, it's a clear space to be able to do stuff and it's not perfect, but, but that's usually what I aim for. Um, I like to have a desk that's as clear as possible. I think I, I have not always been this way. Um, especially when I first discovered things like GTD, when I, when I Mm -hmm. lived, uh, at my parents' house in York, my desk was very different. It was, I did tend to have stuff on it. But I think as soon as I moved into my own place, suddenly, like, the desk became a clear space. Yeah. So, so yeah, I, I don't know if I would use it the same way as you. I would probably have a lot less stuff mm-hmm. on it by default. 
but that does not mean that I would like my desk isn't empty, right? It's not empty when I'm sat at it and doing yeah. things. But I also find that um, similar to this, you know, uh, multiple screen style um, way of way of working, I I tend to I just picked up a stack of stuff, right? I can have I've got like Kindle, phone, no uh, two couple of notebooks, and the Surface Go. It's, they they like stack up. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? It's like carrying a, a stack of books or something. I did notice that the other day at your desk. Yeah. So, and I don't. I'm I'm notorious for not carrying charges with me and things <laughs> like that as well. I just I hope for the best. Like you know, Jordan and I were in a meeting the other day and. Uh, then I waited until we were getting our laptops out to say, "Oh, do you have a charge with you?" Because <laughs> I didn't bring mine. So I find that that a lot of the a lot of the things that I use, like the notebooks and Surface and things like that, they, they they all kind of stack up and they're easy to move from one desk to another. So they don't live on my desk; they live in my bag. Yeah, yeah. Um, and as you know, you know, I tend to have just this one small bag, so I try and keep it as simple as possible through the week. Like. You know, my my things tend to stay in the bag and I'll kind of get them out. Like I'll get my notebook out when I get home from work and put it on the desk. And then, you know, in the morning or in the evening, I'll put it back into my bag. But then on the weekend, um, on Friday night, I kind of come home and I get everything out of my bag and put it on the desk and like put it in its place so that I know that when on Saturday, when I come to sit here or even on Friday night, depending on what I'm doing, um, I've got all the things around me that I need to kind of, you know, do. So it's interesting. Yeah. It's just funny because I, I like having things, you know, I like having this space to be kind of my kind of space and, you know, my things around me. I You don't need to go running around the house to find something. Yes, yes. And when I first, um, when I very first started with uh, GTD and um, I'm not saying that um, things are just different for me now because now these days everything's like in the, the notebook uh, case or, you know, or on the computer. When I, when I very first started with GTD, it was very much a case of uh, having a place for my uh, paper files to go, having a place for my uh, stapler and my scissors and just, mm-hmm. you know, my pencil case and my favorite pen and, you know, all of those kind of things were around me. And I'm not, in no way am I saying that that's, that's bad. I, I really, really enjoyed that setup. It was a really, really good way yeah. of doing things. It's just that I did that for for a number of years and enjoyed it. But then when I refined stuff, I just kind of pulled back a bit mm-hmm. and I just thought, well, I have my favorite pair of scissors. I um but they're but they're in a pencil case. And I can get to that pencil case from my desk, but I, I do need to get up. Mm-hmm. I have my favorite eraser. It's in the same pencil case. It's like it's not necessarily available to me right now. At the same time, like my um you know i've got access to a pencil and a razor mm-hmm. in in my notebook case right i can i can just use those things that are good enough but not necessarily you know my favorite ones yeah i suppose the difference is that at home i don't have any drawers next to my desk um mm-hmm. so i perhaps need to venture a little bit further to get cer- certain supplies but in the office i've got you know if i want a pair of scissors i've got I've got my little knife in the drawer. I could just get, just get them very, very, very yeah, easily. Yeah. So they don't need, nothing needs to be on the actual desk. Um, yeah. So in the office, what do I have on my desk? I have, it's the same thing, right? Oh no, Basically, I've got a Raspberry yeah. Pi as well. 
Yeah, but that, yeah. Yeah. Raspberry Pi, computer, computer screen, keyboard, mouse, um, charging cable for the surface. Mm. About it. Yeah. So, like, you'll notice that when I get in the morning, I like, I take everything out of my bag. Yeah. And like put it there and I'm like, right. Yeah, I, I sit I sit next to you. I know. I <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. But I do tend to carry around like a lot more stuff than you, I guess. But anyway, yeah, I, um, I'll um i put a picture in the show notes of my new desk setup and the one that we're talking about is kind of mid action that I was uh, showing the guys, um, well, Jordan and Jules, the other day uh, when I was like, I love this thing. It's awesome. Um, I'm really like, I was really in like kind of in the in the zone with it. So um I'll put that picture in the show notes and uh we can you can kind of have a look, I guess. Jules, do you want to put a picture of yours in the in the show notes? Um yeah, I will mm-hmm. do. I think I took did I take one of the other? I'll I'll see if I can take one and I'll I'll get yeah. one for the show notes. And Jordan, I would ask you, but yeah. I mean I could take a photo, but it I mean, there's nothing to show. You know, it is funny though how you um when I go up to your house sometimes, like you don't you, you keep the microphone like on the arm of the chair. Yeah, it does not move. And you just leave it there, and it's like, yep, yeah, that's where it is. It's my podcasting seat. Yeah. I bet, do you feel really, like, I don't know, like, gentlemanly, and, and when you, you know, when you sit down to podcast, and you, you're sat Oh, you a, think, oh, well, like, because I'm, like, reclining while pod... Yeah. Like, I'm, yeah. Um, no, um, to be honest, I feel like I would love a desk to podcast at, because, because, I'll be honest, like, right now, I'm like sat with my laptops here. I don't really have any plug sockets, so it makes it difficult to like charge my computer. And mm. you know, it's not like it's fine. It's kind of like I've got this. I'm in this position where I now have a space to do this, right? So like, yeah, you, you you've got your setup, Jules. You've got your setup, Andrew. Where you you're doing your podcast. Everything is there and ready to go, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And I have that now. And it just happens to be one of those IKEA reclining chair things with the <laughs> microphone on the on, arm on the arm yeah um and that's fine i mean it used to be really bad where i would like dis- i would like change every other day or every other podcast basically episode where i'd be mm. like i'd be downstairs or i'd be like i don't know in in my bedroom or something like that so i don't know i'm kind i'm kind of comfortable with it right now i remember uh me and Jordan, we were in a, an Airbnb at one point um, down south, and uh, we had to record a podcast. And I remember I attached my—I have like a smaller boom arm. I think it's like your Jordan, uh, yours, Jules. And uh, I like attached it to the wood, uh, the metal bed frame, and like popped that on. And I was just like laid in bed with a microphone hovered over my face. <laughs> <laughs> it was quite nice, <laughs> but I could probably have fallen asleep at any point. I think that's going to do it for us uh, today on this episode of the Mavis Podcast. If you would like to find the show notes for today's episode, you can go to mavispodcast.com slash 32. You can also tweet us your questions um, and we'll answer them on the show or anything you want to, you know, us to talk about with Mavis Podcast on Twitter. And also email us at uh, hello at mavispodcast.com if you don't feel comfortable tweeting or cannot. I'm Andrew Hathaway on Twitter. Um, Julian is at Julian K. And Jordan is at Jordan is on fire.